things about seminary that make you want to become just someone who thinks deeply about theology. That sometimes it's not so helpful in the daily day life. And I remember we would sing this song, and one of my friends would say, How this song is so narcissistic. How, why are we talking about he loves me? And I remember thinking about that. And I told him, Yeah, maybe. But if you didn't grow up with someone like a father figure that never loves you, and you sing this song, and you hear the words of someone loving you by who you are, let me tell you, friend, it's changed the way you feel about the song. Because you're loved by God. And whatever we do, whatever we create, whatever we do for God, at the end of the day, the, the most beautiful things that happen is that we are loved by the divine and the creator of the universe. It's the most beautiful thing we can ever say aloud. And do you mind, can we sing it one more time? And can you speak it to your own soul? Tell yourself that you're loved by your creator. Let us be aware of your love in our lives, not just here in this building, but in our lives as we go out and work, have friendships, take care of our kids. Whatever we do, God, can you help us be aware of that love, that love that can shape us and transforms us, and let us and help us live from that place. We ask you this in your name, Jesus. Amen and amen. You can take a seat. Hey, families, so good to have you with us this morning. Um, my name is Antonio Reyes, for the ones who don't know me, and I get to be part of the pastoral team in this uh, church community. And um, so glad that you're here on a Super Bowl Sunday. Hey, I... Some of you guys are pretty excited about, huh? I heard there's a game happening in Usher's concert or something like that, right? I don't know about you. I'm, I'm, let's go, Usher. We'll see. I don't know. I'm not a super football. You know what? I, I remember the first time I came to the United States and everybody's so, you know, uh, excited about it. And I was like, whoa, what's going on? They have parties. They're eating. And I'm like, whoa, this is, this is something, something interesting. And now... You know, I enjoy it. I, I love it, you know. Um, I'm becoming more uh, 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 connected with what is happening. But anyways, um, if you don't have a place where to watch, we have our neighborhood community groups. And 
We, I would love for you to connect with them. I'm, uh, there's happening across the city of Davis. So if you uh, don't have a place where to go or you would love to have community as you're watching the game, um, please connect with our neighborhood community leaders. I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to make them comfortable. For those little, uh, neighborhood community leaders, can you raise your hands just real quick? Can you be, uh, thank you so much, thank you so much. Look around the, across the auditorium. Try to connect with them in the lobby, and um, there's something happening. So if uh, you want some good food, great conversations, go there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. All right? Uh, lastly, before we jump into the, into the conversation, uh, we have our Lent conversation. Uh, it's short-term group that I, I got the privilege to lead. We're going to go through an amazing book uh, that I have read for the past I want to say four or five years, I got the privilege to translate a portion of that with one of my pastors to Spanish, and it's very embedded in me, uh, and so I, I love to invite you to be part of it, and if you're part of the 10, first, 10 people that sign up, I, I'll get you a free book. I got you. I got you. You know? You need to be the first 10. So if you're the 11, I don't have 11 books for you. So anyways, um, I don't have more than that. I, I just, that's as far as my influence go, you know. Uh, so please sign up. Send me an email. I got you, okay? Hey, um, we're going to start our conversations on practices. So we're coming from a different altitude. Um, we have been talking about the vision of discovery, and I think it was some great conversations about that. But sometimes it's hard to really figure it out how to live that in a daily basis. And I think this is what we're going to talk about practices, um, how practices can shape you into the ways, not just of discovery, but into the ways of Jesus. And um, we have resources for you. We have, and if you go to our connections table, we have resources for you. If you're asking yourself, like, so where do I start? Or maybe how do I do it? Maybe you have a, fr you want a fresh way of how to actually tackle these practices. We have resources for you online, connections table, go through an app. We will love to help you and support you as you um, become part of this community of practicants. And today, we have, and we're going to be talking about the practice of prayer. And, you know, one of the things about prayer is that, I don't know if you're like me, but when I, we're going to have a conversation about prayer, right away there's a sense of like, dang it, I should pray more. Like, I know, I know how to pray more. I know this, this is, it does good for my soul. I should do this more. Even if you're not religious, you're like, yeah, I can do some more prayer. You know, like I can kind of throw a couple things. And, and I feel like sometimes it becomes shameful about talking about prayer because it's about like doing the thing. It's about like how do I, I fit in into my schedule, you know, and how do I do it uh, in, in my busy life. But uh, I want to tackle it from a different angle today. And um, I'm going to use uh, scripture in First Peter chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, you can go with me. If not, we're going to have it here on the screen. First Peter Chapter 1 says in verse 15, But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy because I'm holy. Since your call on the Father who judges each person works impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. I love how Eugene Peterson translates this in the message translation. 
listen. You call out to God for help, and he helps. He's a good father that way. But don't forget, he's also also a responsible father and won't let you get by with sloppy living. Your life is a journey. You must travel with deep consciousness of God. You know, uh, I don't know about you, but it's interesting how nowadays your attention and my attention is one of the most important commodities you and I own. People are making millions of dollars of views. People are making millions of dollars of, of our attention watching videos. And it's hard sometimes to give our attention to one thing. I don't know if you're like me, but it's hard. It's hard to give your attention to one thing. It's, it's, it's sometimes, you know, it, it, when I'm trying to sit down and give my attention to one thing, because we tell ourselves we're really good multitaskers, right? That's why at least what we tell ourselves. I'm not, but I tell myself that. So when I sit down to pray or to read my Bible or to read, have my own time, my brain betrays me. My, it decide, my brain decides that when I'm sitting down to have my alone time to remind me about the thing that I forgot. My brain decides to betray me when I sit down and reminds me of the thing that I should be doing. Because it's going to cause me anxiety later on. And all of a sudden when I sit down and I'm trying to have my own time and give my attention to that moment. It reminds me uh, into the moment that I got upset with Gabby and Gabby got upset with me. And now all of a sudden I'm upset in the moment. And it should be a peaceful moment. It's just hard to give attention to one moment and quiet everything around us. I don't know about you. It's not the easiest thing. See, may I suggest that prayer is more about the art of listening and paying attention. I know technicalities are good and a strategy is good and systems are good and methods are good. All of those things are great. But sometimes we get caught up on how to do a thing. Then we miss the opportunity to be attentive and listen. One of my mentors told me that one of the best ways I can become a great communicator is that I need to become a great listener. And I think that that is true across the board in life. We have a lot of people talking, not a lot of people listening. A couple years ago, um, in social media, I came across a video by probably one of the most influential uh, soccer coaches in the last decade by, he, by the name Pet Guardiola. And he, I was watching the video, very horrible. Um, uh, it, it, I didn't even know where that video came from, but I think it encapsulates what, what I'm about to share with you. And, and actually, I have a video right now, and I would love for you to pay attention to the screen for a minute. He's watching now, he's working. He's working the ball. That is what I like the most. He's not out of the game, he's involved, he's moving his head. Right, left, left, right. And he knows exactly what's going to happen. But his head is always like this. 
is always moving. He's not running, but he's always watching what happens. He has met with the weak points in the back four. in his brain to know exactly what is the space and what is the panorama. It was like uh, being a jungle when I had to survive. Here, here, I will have more space to attack. Oh, great vision from Messi. Pep Guardiola is explaining how the brain of a genius like Lionel Messi works. He's saying how. The ability to play great as Lionel Messi doesn't only rest on his skillfulness to run fast and be skillful with the ball, but his ability to pay attention into the game. He's attentive. He's not just running like crazy. He's, you, he, you can see his brain and he's looking around because he's attentive, looking for spaces and, and building a map in his brain of how he's going to do what he's going to do. I believe that prayer has to do more with listening than developing the sentences of what you have to say, the right things. Let's go back to Peter and the invitation that he has for us, right? In the NIV translation, um, Peter says, be holy because I'm holy. Talking about God, be holy because I'm holy. And the way Eugene Peterson translates this is amazing. But don't forget, he's also a responsible father talking about God. And won't let you get by sloppy living. And he continues. He translates reverent fear with a deep consciousness of God. That I believe the creator wants to share his heart with us. He wants to share his motives, his desires, his plans with us. That you and I are not just apprentice of Jesus, but we are his friends. We are, he calls us friends. That the misconception sometimes we think about prayer is that we are the initiators of the conversation. But friends, you and I are jumping into a moving river already. That as you and I understand this deeply, that it's more about being with God than doing for God. It's going to change the way you live life. I don't know if I'm, I'm, it's about me getting old, but I feel like my love languages are changing, you know. Ten, ten years ago, my top three love languages were touch, uh, touch, and more touch, you know. Um, and that's changing, you know. Like now it's like I love quality time. 
You know, I love to spend time with my wife, sit down on the couch and watch something and just, you know, spend time together. And But one of the things that end up happening sometimes, you know, is that as I'm watching a show that I want to show my wife, she sometimes is in her phone and, and I get upset. You know, I'm the emotional one sometimes, or most of the time I will say. Uh, and, and I call her out. I was like, hey, we're watching this together. This is fun. I'm upset, but it's fun. Can you give me your attention, please? You're present, but you're not present. Can you look at the same direction that I'm looking at? And she puts her phone down, you know, and, and there's something about, you know, watching the same thing I'm watching and looking at the same thing I'm looking. And without exchanging any words, without exchanging any sentences of how our day went, just the fact that we're present with each other and we're looking at the same thing, sharing the joy of the same object, there's something beautiful about that. The words cannot explain, friends. See, we are in communion with the creator where he sees us the way we are. And the Trinitarian love becomes our home. This forms us, friends. I know, look, repetition can form you. Sometimes we become very, uh, uh, sometimes when we talk about prayer, you know, and, and, and our desire to not be so rigid with things, we become very casual about it. But repetition can form you. The way you live life matters, friends. What you do with your bodies, what you do with your time, what comes out of your mouth. This is not just an act of moralism, but this is, this is an act of fidelity and intimacy. See, the reason why I don't like other girls in my marriage is this is not an act of moralism. It's an act of love for my wife. See, we need to be careful with the language of prayer sometimes because it can become about conjugating ideas and striving for something and fixing agenda because we think and we believe that we have the control. If we just pray, we can change something. And maybe there's some truth about it, but that's not the full picture of it. I love what Strahan Kalman says in the book Beholding. Prayer is about how we hold God before us. And how we live from a place of being held by him. See, I don't want just to come today and just drop Bible verses after Bible verses so that you feel like, oh, yeah, I should pray more. I should do this more. Like, I know that's what God wants. I don't want that to be the, 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 the emotion or the feeling or the motivation for you. I want you to ask a deeper question from now on. What conversation is God trying to have with you? What conversation is God trying to have with me? French aviator and author, Antonia de Saint says, if you want to build a ship, don't drum up people to collect wood and don't assign them tasks and work, but rather teach them to long for the endless immensity of the sea. Friends, I want you to long for the conversation that God is trying to have with you rather than check on your list of things to do that you already pray. 
what conversation he's trying to have with you. I want prayer to become an adventure of wonder, something that you can live without because it's deeply satisfying. John 15 gives us a picture of spiritual formation, friends. That is not about doing, but about abiding. John 15 verse 1 says, and I'm the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that doesn't bear fruit, he prunes. That does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of my word. I have spoken to you. Remain in me as also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither you can bear fruit unless you remain in me. Jesus gives us this metaphor of a branch and a vine. And this is not a cognitive metaphor, friends. This is not a verbal metaphor. But, but still, it's this metaphor that gives us a picture of a wine, the vine and the branch together. That they're in union. I have discovered that one of the most profound expressions of intimacy with my wife is when we are in union and in synergy. That is one of the fruits that I see coming out of intimacy. Union and synergy. I know that we are the most intimate when I when she knows where I'm feeling, where I'm going through without even exchanging any type of sentences with each other. There's something about me watching a movie at 10.30 at night on a Friday night and her knowing that I want McDonald's. And I know she wants McDonald's too. And we just go for it. See, there's something about me trying to put Aslan to sleep and he's becoming a little punk and he doesn't want to go to sleep. And I'm upset and I'm irritated and I don't know what to do and I'm upset and she noticed that and she intervenes and she takes over because this is not going to end well for me. Something about that. There's something about her coming home after a long day and without even exchanging any words, I know she's exhausted and tired and I just go to the kitchen, get her a glass of wine so she can relax and sits down. There's something about that. There's something about having her, expecting our second kid after Aslan and Gabby going to her doctor's appointment. And after that appointment, receiving a phone call from her without saying a word, I knew there was something wrong. Something about the highest expression of intimacy is union and synergy. I love what Juliana of Norwich says, that the whole reason why we pray is to be united into the vision and contemplation of him whom we pray. Friends, there's something about that. You call out for God and he helps He's a good father that way. But don't forget, he's also a responsible father. And won't let you get by with sloppy living. Your life 
It's a journey. You must travel with a deep consciousness of God. I want you to be awakened to the divine. I want you to see what he's orchestrating around you. What conversation is he trying to have with you today, this week, this month, this year? Because, friends, I want you to get to a point when language regularly fails you because you don't have the language, the categories to express what he is doing in you. And all you can do is just be. Sit down in the awkwardness that there's nothing you can do to be loved by him. I don't believe that the most prof- a profound, intimate life of prayer is about finding the right sentences, but rather getting rid of this Christian facade that we have built. Because that's where we find, more, we find ourselves being more honest and sincere and authentic. This is the whole point of prayer and my perception. There's always this reminder of Jesus when he's talking to the religious leaders and his disciples and the crowds. The reality of the kingdom of God. The reality of this kingdom of right relationships that is around you, within you. Luke 17 Verse 20, I'm going to read probably a different version. It says, Jesus once asked by the Jewish religious leaders, when will this God's kingdom will come? Jesus responded, God's kingdom does not come by simply by obeying principles or waiting for signs. The kingdom is not discovering in one place or another. For God's kingdom, Rome, is already expanding within some of you. I want you to be attentive of what he's doing around you. Look, I'm going to invite the band. We're going to close this conversation. Um, I know that sometimes this conversation and what I'm just saying right now can become very mystical. Like, oh, yes, just be with God and, and you know, be loved by him. And, and what is an indicator of that, that I'm in union with God, that I'm in union with the Holy Spirit. What is, what is this, a sign, an indicator of that? And I'm going to give you the best pastoral advice that I can give you and the most unhelpful one. You don't know until you know. You don't know until you know. See, if there's a repetition in your life of this practice of prayer, and you're like, am I, am I in union with God? Am I in synergy with God? Like, am I listening to voices? You know, like, how do you know? You don't know until you know. This is what I know. Life would evoke this from you at one point. And you will know. Um, I shared this story with Steve one, one time. And he's like, you never shared this story. So I'm going to share it with you today. Um, I remember... Um, a couple years ago, I have all kinds of friends. And I had this friend, he's a drug lawyer in Mexico, and he was here in the United States. And I got invited to his birthday party. I love him. He loves me. We don't have to agree on what he does. And I have been very honest with him. Have great conversations with him. 
This drug lord had all his friends, his family in there, and uh, they were singing happy birthday to him at one point. And all of a sudden, I feel in my stomach, pray for him. I was like, dang, right now? Like, I can pray for him from far away. Oh, no, 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 no. Go pray for him. It's like, oh. This is a very pastoral response. It's like, dang it right now. And everybody's singing happy birthday. And I'm like, I'm fighting. I'm like, oh, should I tell Gavi now? I don't know. You know, some of, I know some of his family and, um, and some other friends that I did. I don't think none of them knew that I, I was a pastor and the pastor was there. When they finished, I, I felt like, okay, let me go. So I go up and the awkwardness of everything. And I tell him, hey, I want to pray for, for, for this person. You love him and he loves you. Actually, some of you guys have been recipients of his generosity many times. And I know that you care about this person a lot. Can we pray for him right now? And I put my hand on his shoulder and his nephew came to put his hand on his shoulder too. Now, I'm, I'm telling you, they don't know what this means. They don't know like you raise your hands and you put your hands. Like they don't know nothing about this. It's just intuition at this point. All he knows is like this is a sign of me loving and caring for this human being. And I pray for him. You can sense he, he starts to cry as I'm praying for him. And everybody is quiet in this room. Other drug friends, drug dealer friends that he has in the room. And I'm like, why me and why in this moment? I can pray for someone else and a student in the, you know, the coffee shop in Temple. Not this person right now. As I'm finished praying for this person, you know, I held him. And I know that he felt loved by his people and by me and and I remember that moment as I left I knew you don't know until you know I knew I was in union and synergy with my creator you don't know until you know life would evoke this from you and you better be ready friends because he wants to invite you into the conversation be attentive what conversation is he trying to have with you? Stand up with me. I want to pray for you, and this is what we're going to do. We have a moment of communion, a moment of rem remembrance of, of, of the sacrifice of Jesus for humanity. The deepest expression of love, sacrifice. We have the stations here, and feel free to come and grab the elements as we sing, worship. We're also going to have a prayer team on the side of the auditorium. If you want prayer, please feel free to come. We would love to pray for you in this moment. Let me pray for you. God, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you for allowing us to, to be part of what you're doing and the invitation of these practices. Let us be attentive to what you're doing in our lives, through our lives. Let us see your kingdom in our lives be expanded. That whatever that looks like in our jobs, sites, with our families, with our friends, with, our, with anyone in the coffee shops and the 
different businesses across the city and the county. Let us be this avenue of your kingdom for other people. We ask you this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.